Welcome back to the Capes and Tights podcast. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg, and we're here right at capesandtights.com. This week's episode, we're back to a single episode a week for everybody out there, just so you know. This week's episode is with one of my favorite comic creators of all time, Jonathan Hedrick, the creator of The Recount, Capable. Uh, let me get my notes here. <laughs> Recount, Capable, Caffeinated Hearts, Hyper Aware, The Space Cadet, Freak Show Princess, Dream Master, and the newly released today when this episode is dropping quicksand over at scout comics jonathan has been on the podcast twice before to talk about the recount and dream master but he's here to talk about quicksand his new series that he kickstarted and now is going to quick uh scout comics dropping may 10th today at your local comic book shop before you listen to this episode make sure you jump on facebook instagram and twitter to follow us as well as subscribe rate and view and all those things on apple podcast spotify and all your major podcasting platforms this is episode number 106 of the Capes and Tights podcast with Jonathan Hedrick, comic book writer. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome back to the Capes and Tights podcast, Jonathan. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me back on. I appreciate yeah. it. You're like the first, I think you're the first three-time guest that's not been Ooh. like Paul, who's a regular, like he's not an actual guest. He's just, a, I guess, a guest co-host here and there, my my LCS yeah. owner. Um, but I think actual comic book creator, you might be the first three-time. And I realized awesome. you were on episode like 51, and then mm. you were on episode 66. So you had, uh, we talked Recount, and then yeah, yeah. we talked Dream Master. But this technically is episode 106. Well, you're it's, pumping them out. <laughs> I went to the first of the year. I went to two a week, and technically yeah. now you're you're that you never were in that two a week because this is the first episode of going okay. back to one a week because I just couldn't. Ah. This just takes too much time and effort and energy to do two a week. So oh, I I, uh, I went okay. back to it. So this comes out actually on the same day that a comic book we're about to talk to about today, uh, Quicksand. If it's still coming out May uh, May tenth, is it? Uh, so I check every single day, sometimes three four times a day. Uh, so far, I know the book is printed because I got my comps. Okay. So that's always a good sign. And I got them well in advance. Um, Scout's already been selling uh, the whatnot select version mm -hmm. on, on whatnot. So it exists. So I don't see why it shouldn't make it that May 10th uh, deadline. So that, that's that's good. And we'll get into that. But but so like I mentioned, the 40 episodes or so since the last time we've been on, how have you been since then? What has been going on in, in life and everything? How, how's just how's life? Oh, not too bad. You know, I'm ro always rolling with the punches. Um, comic book wise, uh, can't complain. You know, um, uh, got a lot of stuff in motion. I was at MegaCon last month. That was fantastic. Um, got some new cons coming up. I'm going to be in Fan Expo Philly next month. First time going to a con in, in Philly. Then we got Heroes Con in, in North Carolina. Super excited about that because it was a blast last year. Um, New comic was coming out and got some more in the works. Hopefully 2024, um, if things pan out this year, we'll have some new stuff in 2024. That's awesome. I was just going to say Megacon. It looked like you had so much fun at Megacon. It looks like oh, a, a Megacon. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, they put, they really, uh, it's not a misnomer. It, it, it's a big four-day event it, to the point where like the preview day, Thursday, that's like two to ten Two, two to nine, two to two to ten. It feels like a, a full day. You know, it's not just a preview. It's actually a day. Uh, I, I think they should just actually make a Wednesday yeah. five hour night preview because of how big Thursday is. Um, and I, it, 
it's just so much to go to do. I never left like the comic book area. Mm -hmm. I never went to like the celebrity zone or anything. I was lucky to be able to go to the bathroom sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah, it was I, a good show. I do feel like we just had our, our our Portland, Maine one here. We have two in Maine, basically. There's one in mm. Portland, Maine, and one in our my hometown, or my town I live in, in Bangor, Maine. And yeah. the Portland one just happened this past weekend. And I feel like I only, I don't think I actually, the three days that I was there, I think I honestly only went to the bathroom once in the actual huh. arena. And that was just because of, I just don't, I feel like you're walking around enough, or you're talking, and you're busy enough that you're just like, convince your mind that you don't need to pee <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. like it was just the weirdest thing that i was able to be like oh my gosh i don't think i think i went <laughs> yeah i actually didn't know but it was kind of funny but uh, yeah our preview night of that too because most conventions nowadays if you think about it, like most mm. middle size or small conventions are one maybe two days yeah. um convention saturday sunday or just a saturday and uh, uh lucky enough our convention uh the main comic and toy con is friday saturday sunday and the same thing mm. friday night's kind of like the preview night yeah, you know, celebrities sometimes are at their tables, sometimes right. they're not because they're going around <laughs> shopping at all the vendors and things that are, that are like you know going there. Um, but it was cranking. It was the first one in that city in about ten years because they've been oh, doing wow. them up here, and it was cranking. It was really cool. But yeah, uh, seeing the amount of people out coming out uh, to see those yeah. things, same thing with me though. I hung out in Artist Alley most of the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, forced myself to go somewhere else, but I was just hanging right, out right. with some local local artists hmm. and creators. Um, and we realized yeah. one thing is funny. All the creators that were there are most like the majority of the creators have generic names for first names. So really? there was like Bob, Joe, Ryan, Steve. Okay. <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself, no one had a unique, cool name. It was like, I guess their parents were like, yeah, we're going to give you a generic name. Yeah. You have to do something with your life, something creative. <laughs> well, the, in like 20 years, the, the creators are going to yes. have those oddball, you know, millennial names, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But how, out of those um, bland first name creators, how many of those had like pronounceable last names? Well, so that's the thing is a couple of them don't like our, yeah. our buddy and friend of the podcast, uh, Joseph Schmalky, who has said yeah, stuff yeah. on published. Oh, yeah. yeah. Schmalky is yeah. a little, like, you know how to say it, you know how to say it, but if you don't, you can, yeah. I can see you screwing that up. And then uh, our, our, uh, uh, Bob Cat uh, Tackick, it's T C A C I K, and and that's another. One. But you know, Ryan Wing, Steve Mardo, yeah, sure. like they're not like super hard. Paul Paul Pelletier was in in the house, uh, okay. Marvel artist and stuff. Like yeah, Joe Saint Pierre, yeah. uh, mm. Marvel artist was there. George Deep, who's done things for Marvel and things like that, as well yeah, as Steve Levine. A good lineup. Yeah. Uh, Steve Levine was there too. TMNT legend Steve Steve Levine. Uh, yeah. they, they focused. This is the first one they've done. In this town, like I said, in this area, so they focused a lot on like Northeast New England based creators instead of bringing yeah, anybody good. in, just getting that hometown yeah. feel, and and so it's obviously cheaper too because most of them went home and spent the night at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it, you're guaranteed more uh, creators that way when they don't have to shell out the hotel money. Yeah, yeah so it was sure. really nice to see that. But yeah, it was well attended. It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to see. I haven't been been to one in over six months, so it was nice to. To be back in the flow of things and being at conventions and and, and MegaCon just look like fun. One of these days I'll have to get to MegaCon uh, for sure. I hope we were you also can. Portland Fan Expo as well. You went to Portland Fan Expo? Yeah, Portland, Oregon uh, Fan Expo. Um, mm -hmm. That was uh, February or March. Um, so yeah, we had a good time in Portland. Yeah, I, I love that city. Um, it was it's nice to break away from the the Florida heat. I'll, I'll take that opportunity whenever I can get. And um and that was actually a small show in comparison to MegaCon, even though they're both owned by Fan Expo. But um, 
I saw we still had a good time, you know. Um, got to see uh, some of my friends, got to meet new friends. So it's good to go out to the West Coast sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's not always in the cards, but I like to when I get the opportunity. And Emerald City turned us down this year, so we we're like, well, it, how else are we going to get the Northwest? Yes. So, and when Fa- Fan Expo Portland, you know, gave us the call, we're like, oh yeah, definitely that that that's a good substitute. <laughs> I feel like it's funny nowadays that there's so many talented creators out there that conventions can turn people down. I know. I feel like, I feel like years ago it was like, who can we get to come? And yeah. now it's like we have such good and talented writers and creators out there and artists that they have like too many that they have yeah. to say, okay, you're a talented creator, but I still don't have room for you. Right. I, I mean, it, I guess it's a good problem to have, you know, uh, as long as the cons keep it faithful and, and not too many of them have like, exhibitors selling lawnmowers and vacuum mm-hmm. cleaners like i saw at c2e2 uh you know not to call any cons, no yeah no, i know i i was asked if i wanted to buy new windows for my house at the convention yeah. this weekend so it's like come on it happens you know? uh, <laughs> well that's the same thing we talked about my, my buddy paul who owns the comic book shop we were thankful enough that you came on for our book club oh and yeah did a little zoom great. um yeah. but he we were mentioning together too it's like it's a difference also like you being there or say an artist, for an example, Joseph Schmalk is a great example. So he has yeah. something and someone six rows down is taking his art from the internet and putting it under a little tumbler mm-hmm. and using that as a thing. It's like, which one is the actual artist and which one, like who, which one should belong there and which one doesn't belong there in a Correct. sense that nothing wrong with that, whatever, if that's what you do, da, 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 but I'm saying to myself, if, if that person's taking a spot up that you could have been there, for example, then right. that's not fun. So, so that's a thing. And I did think yeah. they had actually one person who they had to say not to come back next year. I don't know the person's name Ooh. or whatever, but it was, I think they were not tracing people's artwork, but taking like famous Marvel poses on covers and like yeah. definitely mimicking that, but not to the right. point where you're like, I'm going to make it look like it's, you know, Wu-Tang Clan. It's it's right, right. literally taking like Groot and Rocket or whatever and mm-hmm. making them in a slightly different style your own. And they yeah. felt like, okay, it was Sunday when they found out that this person was doing this. And they basically mm-hmm. said, I think they're going to say, you just can't come back next year unless you have some original artwork. That's not fair to the original yeah. artist on that sense. But At least there's people scoping that stuff out to make yeah. sure it's not you know going to continue to happen. Because that can, that's a slippery slope you know uh, there needs to be some type of regulation for those kind of things because that's taking money that that yeah we don't got to get into that whole controversy but it's yeah it has no place and then jay one of the owners is a tattoo artist he's my actually my tattoo artist and he's Uh always like but i tattoo on that and call it my art He's like, we were like, that's completely uh, different. That yeah, is that's a whole other medium. Different. You know, that, that's yes. a, a permanent thing. You know, there's a whole other form of style with that too, you know. And he tags but, the people who created it saying, here's the artwork. I, this is my ink yeah. version of it. He's not trying to pass it off as his right. own artwork. And that's the, that's the difference in that. But we don't have to get into that for sure. Exactly, um, yeah. But so we're here to talk about quicksand. So quicksand, I read it again. I read the luckily enough to have, read three issues, and uh, yeah. uh, which is kind of fun because I'm kind of like usually when I have these advanced look at things, mm. it's usually just one issue, and you're like, oh my god, this is so good, I want to read the next thing, and I get yeah. I have to wait even longer than the, <laughs> I just read it off the newsstand because mm. if it was off the newsstand, it'd be a month later. So yeah, um, but it's lucky to read that and get a little bit more of an idea of what's going on, but. It's coming out on Scout May 10th uh, right. uh, uh, for in your local comic book shops and at scout.com and all that stuff. But originally it was a Kickstarter. So That's right. how did this whole, how did Quick Stand, Quick Stand, Quick Sand come about? <laughs> 
So yeah, a couple years ago, uh, I was wrapping things up with Recount. Um, wanted to do another mini series. Um, you know, just kind of dive into a different genre before I got jumped right back into volume two of the Recount, which I'm sure everyone's upset that I just didn't do that in the first place. But um, <laughs> but uh, I had the idea of quicksand rolling around in my head for a while, and um, you know. Uh, uh, put put pen to paper and approached um, Deborah Lanchinese, who's the artist on this series. A fantastic artist. She also uh, drew Hyperware, my mm -hmm. other book that came out with Source Point last year. Um, and uh, yeah, she did such a great job with it, and she was so invested in the in the story and and was able to put out like the pages quickly. That's like, oh man, we need to do another one real uh, after this. And two and three happened uh, right away while we were uh, crowdfunding issue one. And issue one, um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is the highest uh, dollar amount um, campaign I've, I've run so far with Quicksand One. I so, think so, too. I was looking that up, too. I was, yeah. kind of, I was trying to figure out, you have your Kickstarter link on your page. Right. Um, I don't have to, like call you out whether or not you're right no, or not. No, it's okay. like, you're looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please fact check me because I, I need it. <laughs> I uh, need it was, you had 187 backers on the on the single issue of Quickstand, mm -hmm. which was about four grand. And mm -hmm. I think you had more on yeah, Quickstand one through three, yes, had had 6,500 with 212 ah, backers. Okay. Yeah. But still it, it, I mean, it's more comic yeah. books. There's more issues in the second one so if you took it by a single issue right. like the quicksand one had a lot a pretty good uh fun crowdfunding it grew it grew the right way and um mm -hmm. uh during uh the campaign for the, the second campaign for quicksand I, I got a little like elbow nudge from someone that's um connected to scout and they're like how come you haven't uh sent this to to scout yet i'm like oh you know I honestly was just gonna do my crowdfunding thing and then once everything's wrapped up with the mini series, then then shop it around, and and the per same person was like, I think you need to send it to Scout. I'm like, all right, all right, let's see if what if they're just you know full of it or not. So yeah, sent it to Scout. They're like, what were you waiting for? <laughs> um, <laughs> they they really wanted the IP. You know, I mean, I still have own the IP and everything, yeah. but they wanted it on the to do that with it and um yeah so i figured why not uh, uh it beats having to do another crowdfunding campaign which i i still could have done it just um i don't know uh it, it i had other things to crowdfund mm -hmm. too so and i don't want to crowd i i don't like crowdfunding like constantly you know i like yeah. the break in between campaigns um because it's exhausting but it's, yeah that's a uh, quicksand um Oh, it, it it's a proud parent of, of that uh, series. I hope um, people pick it up. It's something different from what uh, the other books that I've done. And yeah, it leans more towards like the my horror side, which I, I really dig. I like to dive deep into those areas. Yeah, I, I, and, and it's not the recount because nothing you'll ever write will be the recount in my opinion you know that right. um, <laughs> but but the the it it's in the same vein in the sense that i it's that one thing that it's like real life with one deviation yes. you know what i mean like it's so it's like based in yes. the real world but it's one deviation from that to make it sci-fi horror and it has that 
human interest and human story to it that that that, that we can has that's a little bit different than something like Dream Master, uh, right. for example, yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those cool things. But Kyle Stark was on a couple episodes ago, and he was mentioning mm-hmm. that a lot of times he just wants to have like he, the main reason to write comic books. Obviously, is you have to pay your bills too, but like it's so people read it. So like yeah. Kickstarter, you continue to Kickstarter, you still only have that two hundred and twelve. 300 mm-hmm. backers that are continuously going to kickstart and, right. and, 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 you know, maybe some people will drop off because they've quick kickstarting everything else. But if you can get it in the hands of scout and scout can put it in LCSs, that means that more people are going to get in the hands of themselves. It's not the, yes, obviously more copies you sell, the more money you're going to make, but like mm. more people will read your stuff. And that's a exactly. good thing, like, you know, getting it out there at scout. Yeah. Getting, getting a, a larger audience and having someone pay to print it. You know, I, I'm still going to have to be the one that's doing 100% marketing. You know, that that's that's not going to go away. Um, uh, and that's clear. I think anyone can see that the, these publishers, especially the smaller uh, to uh, small medium ones are uh, lacking in, in that area um, to some degree or the other. So it's not like that burden got taken away from me, but the upfront cost of mm-hmm. not having to, to print the book in that in those numbers it is um alone worth you know splitting royalties you know 50 50 mm-hmm. with a publisher just to get it yeah in in more lcs's uh digitally uh, across more platforms uh and and the potential of it uh you know being shopped also to you know yeah. up in uh, other areas too so you know fingers crossed that it, it's well received and you know it's um it, it, that it's all worth going that route does something like the recount and success that recount have help you in in lcs's and getting people to order it like the, the shop owners to order it like oh this yeah. worked well for that should we order more copies because the name is attached to it or does that not really matter to a lot of people right now it, yes and no it, it can vary from one shop to the next uh and one reader to the next you know they um one shop can be like yeah uh we uh, we our clientele really didn't um, doesn't like the political stuff, yeah. and so they're not familiar with you, or um, it, it's not uh, anything like caffeinated hearts or, yeah. or dream master. So uh, we're gonna take our chances like we would with any other number one small press indie book. But um, then yeah, then there's the ones that were like, yep. Ever since Recount came out, everyone just said uh, anything Jonathan Hedrick does, we'll subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. So. I like those LCSs a lot. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but, well, um, I also think that, I mean, Scout isn't massive, but also Scout, I feel like it's become one of those ones that has had, and, and I don't want to put Scout down, but there's titles that are really good and titles that are not so good, but like right. just like every publisher, honestly, this is not just a Scout yeah. thing. But um, Scout is one of those more accessible, small to medium-sized one, whereas Correct. like I will say uh, that I don't think my local comic book shop had ordered uh, uh, um, Black Box before, uh, Dream Master and things like that. So like, there's certain things that like I think they order occasionally Source Point, but it has to yeah. be someone that's like. I mean, when Cullen Bunn has a book over there right now right, uh, that right, I think right. the name exactly. Okay, Cullen Bunn. I don't care where it's mm-hmm. from. We got to bring that in, kind of thing. Exactly. Well, I guess you could have your entire comic book shop with Cullen Bunn books right now. It's like <laughs> 700 on the market. Um, but the the idea of Scout <laughs> is accessible. I think more to people too because of right. titles that have come out before. And in my local comic book shop, because of Schmalky. Uh, yeah. You know, in that sense, that that that's the reason why they ordered a bunch. I will say, 
because of Schmalky also is right. another reason why they may not be ordering as much is because he's no longer there anymore, but that's a different <laughs> story for another day. Right, um, right. But mm-hmm. they see the thing, like I see the Scout is more of one of those ones that's on their radar, which is yeah. nice for you in, in, in choosing or going with Scout for this book. Right, yeah. I mean, they, uh, for lack of better words, they cast a wide net with, mm-hmm. with you know, their, um, with the, the titles that they uh, that they pu- choose to, to publish yes. and that helps with so many things like um, uh, the the previous catalog is going to mm-hmm. have a you know a page and a half or two of scout books where you know a black box one title at a time they might get one eighth of a page so it's going to be um, you know they don't have a number one coming out every single week they don't have a number one coming out every single month you know mm-hmm. so it, it's harder that way. Um, but, uh, like going back to what I said, you, you can't stop marketing, you know, mm-hmm. it, that, that, none of that burden was taken off, off my plate. So, um, well, you could have gone with IDW right now and they, they fired yeah. their entire marketing department. So I don't know, you would have still had to market your own books. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I, and to, to some point, I think no matter where I I'm at it, it with a publisher, no matter, you know, fingers crossed big two or, or any any of the mid to large um any places i'm gonna still uh market my my books that i wrote the same way i'm doing right now yeah um, there's no I reason not leave, to <laughs> exactly I, I can't leave it to chance i can't uh, the, uh there's so many missed opportunities out there you know you, you don't send a, a press release on time and, and you just wasted a month and a half on, on pre-orders that you can't ever get back um, and things like that. So I, I have to be the loudest one in the room mm-hmm. when it comes to my, my, my books. And, and the, not that these creators you're with too, it's not like they're selling the book for you in the sense that they're great right. creators and they're great artists, but it's not like they're out there. It's not like you partnered with someone who's also this like all-star team on Marvel right. books and all these other things too. I mean, like I said, not yeah. to put them down because they're really good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying sure. you have to carry your own self too and they have to carry their own self. So you're not cross-selling with each other in that point. Like no one's selling the book for you. You have to do it for yourself. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, I'm, I'm lucky if my colorist will retweet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something I, I I tag them in. It's just that I can't expect them to, their page rate didn't include marketing the book, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and to be fair, they are they got paid they're not getting anything else afterwards yeah you would think that um some people would see the benefit of more exposure to get more work you know oh look at this awesome coloring i did this awesome lettering i did i'm gonna circulate this around more uh and potentially get more work but to each their own uh, i'm not gonna you know rake them over you know coals for or anything like that. No, I don't, I don't know if it was you and I had this conversation before or not, or someone else, but the fact that there's actually creators out there who don't even have social media, which is fascinating to me. It's like, well, how the heck are you yeah. going to tell people about your book? Or the people who wanted to leave Twitter when Twitter right. was like a dumpster fire, which it still kind of is, but like when it was a real dumpster fire, <laughs> right, were like right. trying to like, I can't be on Twitter. And someone was like, well, I understand that, but how are you going to tell people about your books? Like, how are you yeah. going to tell people that you're making something? You know, we used to deal with this. I worked at a company in Massachusetts that, um, we they were like asking us every year, do you want to advertise in the phone book? Advertise in the phone book. And it finally yeah. we're like, are we getting anything out of this advertisement? Yeah, yeah. And we talked about it in a meeting. We're like, mm. if we don't, mm. is someone gonna think we're closed? 
Do you yeah, know what I mean? Right, like, if right, right, the ones right. who don't, no one notices that you're there, but they notice is when you're not there. And exactly. so it's the same thing. If you're not promoting a book, they might not notice that you that you're promoting a book, but they may notice when you're not promoting a book. Right. <laughs> so that could be like, well, Jonathan Hedrick got really quiet all of a sudden. What's it, going on with that? <laughs> 100%. You know, even <laughs> I, I did recently take two weeks yes, off of did. social media. And it was, I, I, that was strategic. That was like, all right, during these two weeks, I don't have, I could always find something to promote, mm-hmm. but there wasn't anything as urgent. And, uh, and I came back and people were, were like, yeah, we could tell that you were gone, you know? Uh, so <laughs> a few people. Um, so that, that goes to show like what you're saying. If you're, if you're not out there, just every once in a while, taking a, a posting a picture of what, your food or your cat or something you know you gotta stay relevant it's part of the world mm-hmm. we live in right now so it's self-promotion is one of those things and it's a class that some people just don't know and obviously you know there's a borderline but you're also it's like me i try not as much to share a lot of it on my I, on my twitter i retweet mm-hmm. like this episode i'll retweet on my twitter and so on and so yeah. forth because i don't really care about cross-promoting between both podcasts mm-hmm. and my personal life but on my facebook page it's like there's key ones like there's one yeah. episodes where I'm like, I'm really pr- proud about this episode or a milestone episode or whatever, because right. those people can choose to follow me or not. But with Jonathan Hedrick, you are your brand. Like you right. are your business. So like, it'd be stupid for you to create a Facebook page that's a business and you as Jonathan, that would just be yeah. dumb. So you do have to self-promote. So some people might notice when you're missing uh, on that sense because of the fact that you're not promoting it. And you were past FOC, right, for this book. Course, so you're yeah. like, it was like you were in the point where now you're just now that now you're back in the idea of promoting it because if someone right. didn't pre-order it, they, you still want to sell the copy to the shop. Exactly. The let, let them know to, to look for it in the shop. Um, And it, uh, with, with Scout, you can still call them up and be like, hey, we missed um, the diamond order. Can we buy it straight from you? And and yeah. they'll, you know, they'll be more than happy to send that to, straight to a store. A lot of stores go straight to through scout mm-hmm. instead of um you know the the other um you know diamond lunar or whatever they've already yeah. have their arrangements so you know that it's still possibility to hit up a store uh, a week before uh it goes on sale and, and they order 50 copies or mm-hmm. something because they missed it because of the it got lost in the sauce back in march who knows so and, yep. and one of those things i always like to tell people too is this episode will actually drop on the day so if you're getting in your car in the morning and you're, and you're turning mm-hmm. on your podcast and hopefully your first thing you do on Wednesday morning is going to turn this thing on. And you're like, Oh, quicksand. Mm-hmm. And you go to your local comic book shop and either they sold out already or they don't, they didn't order it in all mm-hmm. likelihood to tell them that you want it because they still right. can reorder it. There's a lot of times exactly. there's some, some still left in the warehouse or at scout uh, direct. And, and if you want it, they still can get it. Don't think that I missed it. It's on the shelf. It's gone. Right. Whatever. If you ask them, they can order a single comic book for you. This is not yeah. like, where they have to order 10 like they can call up and be like i need another call up what year yeah. is this? who's calling who's calling to order they, they can send a fax <laughs> send a carrier pigeon uh the uh, the milkman and the telegraph whatever <laughs> come to your door no they can right. still get it and that's one of those things that you know which is pretty cool nowadays and you know obviously some books that sell out they sell out but there's usually a second mm. printing and so on and so forth so right. just at least tell your lcs you want it because you can get it and also honestly if you also miss it you're going to have copies, scout.com is going to have copies. So check those right. out too. Um, but we're talking about quicksand here. And I didn't even tell people about the actual book. I always get into the de- details before we actually get into it. So I have a synopsis here from previews world, but okay. what would you tell people? I like to hear from their creator. What is your like yeah. elevator pitch for quicksand? 
Uh, I always like to uh, first start off with, with saying that it's uh, a cross between James Cameron's Aliens um, meets uh, Danny Boyle's uh, Sunshine. So, and a lot of people aren't familiar with uh, Sunshine. That's a, a deep cut sci-fi movie. <laughs> but um, and then I, I, if they haven't run away after I said all that, I I say you know it's um, this whole uh, mysterious hole opens up near the uh, pyramids of Egypt. These monsters come crawling out. They attack a nearby city, and before you know it, they've already crawled back into the hole. And people around the world were like, "What was that?" Uh, we can't let that happen again. So the leaders uh, from all the different countries around the world formed this team, send them down into the hole to research what that w- what happened, but the team disappears. Mm-hmm. So now we're focused on in this story about the second team. Are they going to go down there? What are they going to find? Um, and yeah, things get crazy. So <laughs> it it's, I like calling it a grounded sci-fi story. You know, we think when we hear sci-fi, we think of Star Wars, Star Trek, mm-hmm. in outer space. But this is science fiction on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, instead of looking up to the sky for aliens, something mysterious below us is coming out. You know, for the first time. And the overall theme I want people to feel when they're reading this is, what if we're not safe on earth. You know, mm-hmm. we know if we go out in our space, it's, it's like swimming in the ocean. You know, you asked for it. You know, there's going to be weird creatures. There's going to be sharks out in our space, all kinds of things out there we don't know about. But what if we don't feel safe at home anymore? Yes. And that's what I, I'm trying to dive into with quicksand. And would you, I mean, I was trying to think of like, trying to explain it to someone else too, is like the monsters are large, but they're not like kaiju style size no, no. large. They're like, no medium size they're just they're creatures that are creepy and can kill you and, and so on yeah. and another thing is is that i don't know why i was afraid of scaring people off from a book i don't know why when i explain a book to someone like they're not going to want to read it so i had this like defensive mechanism but like it's not as much about the monsters too as it is or the right. creatures as it is the people that went down and the people that are there now and so there's yeah. that aspect of it too which is like you're really focused like that's the reason why these mm. people have to do these things but it's not the soul thing it's not like when you read walking dead it's always zombies it's about the right. people in a zombie apocalypse and this is about the people exactly. in this thing there is the creatures and things like that but it's like of course you learn a lot about the people that are actually in the actual book yeah yeah um with that being said you know our main character stephanie noon her husband was the team leader mm-hmm. of that first team which was called canary one um and uh so she's trying to figure out where her husband went you know that's that's her her sole purpose and then you know she gets the call like all right you want to find out you go down there Mm -hmm. and and get get them uh and you know imagine telling someone that yeah you can go down follow that those people down that hole that never came back have fun with it you know what what are you gonna find out tell us Mm -hmm. when you get back so I, i like that mystery of it um and the the whole like yeah you, you don't know what you're going to get into you know yeah there's going to be monsters but it could be a lot worse down there um yeah, i, I like uh playing with those type of themes you know it's not just like aliens yeah. <laughs> you know uh and big guns and that's fun but there's got to be something in between that so mm-hmm. 
Yeah, lo- it, lo- lots of human reaction. It, that, and that this it's, and he was ca- captured really well too by the lettering from Christian. How, how do you say Christian's last name? Uh, Dokolomansky. Okay, Do- I can see that. It, it's it's. Yeah. Said spelled the way that you'd say it. So <laughs> don't know why I wouldn't say it that way, but yeah, Christian's lettering is amazing in that too, which adds that Thank whole, you. um, you know, and you've worked with Christian a few times, yep. right? Uh, on recount and uh, freak show night, okay. So, but yeah. so obviously went back to your go to go to person there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that it captures that aspect of you know, like I said, the motion and the wording and the reactionary parts of it too, pretty well. And, yeah. and, and right off the bat too and 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 Sunil is that Sunil? Uh Sunil Sunil Sunil, Sunil Gogger. Yep. Yeah. The colorist. I literally went to like Jonathan Hedrick and then I'm like I'm going to have to ask him about every <laughs> other person that's on this book's name. It, no, it's fair. It's fair. And who knows maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> but they're not going to listen to correct Not you. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. Um but yeah, so the it's so it's a three issue series or is it going to be more? Five. Five total. Three issues is what you made through Kickstarter. So the other two issues are are going to be straight through Scout. Yep. Yeah. So no one one has seen issues four and five. Okay. So, uh, and I do have uh, issue zero that's exclusive just to my website. It's a eight eight issue black and white preview at you know Ashcan that I did. Only a hundred copies made. That's exclusive to my website. Won't be coming out through Scout either. I didn't crowdfund it. Then it uh it's not going through any publisher. It's just that. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be added to the trade. We'll, we'll we'll see how things go over the next year. But um, yeah, five issue miniseries. Um, uh, I'm still waiting for my creator proofs for issue four and five, which should be coming soon. But the the book the series is completely done. Uh, all five issues are in the can. You know, Scout has them. Just uh, waiting for you know uh, my turn at uh, approving them. So obviously this is you had three done and then you had four and five that you had to do after the Kickstarter. But what's different about something like like this where you have pretty much the three issues done going into Scout? Like you basically get a yeah. head start in that sense. Like what's different between like something like this and something like Recount where you had to you went from the beginning? Right. It, it definitely helped um sell it too. You know when you say tell them you have three. Uh, issues on a five in the can and I, and I think we already had a lot of progress done on four and five as well um but uh we did have to uh it did have to go through the lens of another editor um so there is dialogue um that's different um from the kickstarter versions and the scout versions um some some slight artwork changes here and there all the covers have to be completely different can't reuse any covers that were done um in the kickstarter campaigns so yeah that, that's the, the the biggest difference it was nice to have like a head start for mm-hmm. sure um and then you get you know you get to uh, play around and and breathe a little bit instead of mm-hmm. like hitting deadlines hitting deadlines hitting deadlines now it's on them exactly yeah <laughs> now it's on them like, they're dead <laughs> come on <laughs> where's my creator proof <laughs> the the uh the it's funny I mentioned that too, because I had mentioned conversation with uh, Joseph Schmalky, who's like the weirdly come up a lot in this episode is uh, this weekend because <laughs> he was there. Is he had his Seven Years in Darkness uh, new series that he has coming out at CEX mm-hmm. that he right. had basically like I have issue three because I'm a Patreon uh, Patreon member and mm-hmm. uh, issue three is not even like issue one just came out last week right. uh, from CEX, so I have the the his 
it's weird like online it's like the joseph schmalky exclusive because it's <laughs> right, like a right. free free cex thing so i'm sure that was a positive thing to them when they signed on for that book too. oh for it's sure like, okay he's already got all this in the can i can easily we can easily make this happen where it's someone's like i've got this idea i've still got to yeah. do it is a little bit less intriguing to some publishers out there <laughs> it, it, it's a much harder pitch without art and, and I, i'm telling you i've been uh at the end of 2020 is when I started getting uh, invites to pitch to other publishers uh, that don't take creator-owned stuff. Well, you're some of them you have uh, a slice of it, but they they want to build the the creative team. So they go to a writer and they say, "Tell us what you got. If we like it, we'll find an artist. We pay for all of it. You get a, a cut as creator, and blah blah." blah. Uh, that's a that's a real hard process, you know, to uh, get someone on board uh, with a, a page and a half pitch, um, uh, and, and hope that they get they get it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Quicksand actually was my that very first pitch um, uh, to the publisher that won't be named, um, <laughs> uh, and um, I was so invested in it. I was like, I. I can't sit on this. I, I, there's a story I want to tell it. So I already had that pitch. Um, and I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to make this comic book myself. <laughs> I yes. already had experience with uh, other books. I was, I had crowdfunded before and uh, just got off the recount. You know, there's some of that team was available. So it, it was not um, that publisher, not picking that pitch was a blessing in disguise. Um, and since then, I've probably sent out 10 other pitches across multiple publishers that are, you know, pages only of words, no artwork. And I'm still waiting for someone. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, you know, but I'm still putting out books, but it's the ones that I've funded or uh, myself or, you know, like with um, Dream Master with Black yeah. Box, where, you know, they're like, we'll pay you to write right. our yeah. our idea. Yeah, it, it's funny because uh, I uh, last it's weird because we're recording this a little out of order. So Daniel Jose Holder <laughs> was on, who is a uh, author and comic book writer for Star Wars, and he's part mm. of the High Republic team. And he was saying that he had a book that his book that came out recently or last year, um, Ballad and Dagger. It's a book, mm -hmm. a young adult novel that came out uh, uh, last year around this time. Um, was turned down by like forty different publishers. Okay, like forty different things, you got turned down. He ended up picking one person, picked it up, and it became a New York Times bestselling book. Yeah, and so it's, it's like one of those things that sometimes having people say no, it's hard, and you you've dealt with yeah. this. Got to put it on your shoulders and just keep keep going. And, yeah. and, and knowing that one person might pick it up and might become the comic book of the year and, and yeah. he might win Ringo's and, and, and Eisner's and things like that for it. Mm. So yes, it, it's one of those things that sometimes it is seeing positives and the negative and having that publisher not pick it up and have it end up kickstarted and then at scout might be one of the best things that could happen to this book. yeah for sure or or maybe it, it could have got picked up in that uh that publisher could have you know crapped the bed mm -hmm. with the, with the marketing or something and then it, it would have fell on deaf ears and went straight to the dollar bin and it's like that was a such yep. a cool thing but now no one's gonna read it because you know no one knew about it so and that's the thing yeah. is we talk about kyle stark's thing about the whole you want people to read it. You, you, right. Time, I don't know how people do the the whole pitching TV shows and oh, create, yeah. creating ideas and having them say, like, buy the idea and then them never making it. And no one right. ever knows you ever had this thing even started. 
to right. know like how you could live your life with like how cool it was to have your show picked up or mm. I bought and then never had anybody ever say anything to yeah. anybody. I'm like, I can't imagine that. All the all the ideas and all the, the could have been that have like yeah. have been just floating above our heads all this time. And who who knows how many like awesome like Batman movies could have mm-hmm. been made. You know, we've heard about, you know, like the Justice League mortal that thing mm-hmm. that almost got made, but yeah, maybe sometimes it's probably better off that it doesn't. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's one of those things that you still know that you have a property that's been, uh, you know, picked up with the recount. Right. And it's a possibility two or three years go by. And they're like, yep, yeah, okay, we thought about it. We did it and we're going to move on. But people have yeah. read the story. So it's like mm-hmm. one of those things that like your idea and your comic book is out there and in right. second term is coming. And so mm-hmm. there's at least that aspect of it when someone buys a property that's already something, a novel, a comic book or something, right. and want to make it into something else. I just can't imagine pitching ideas to someone and someone buying the idea yeah. and then them saying, well, we'll sit on it for a while and then never doing anything yeah. with it. And you're like, crap, that was one right. of my favorite ones and I can't do yeah. anything with it now. <laughs> and it's just all those years wasted of just yeah. sit, uh, of it sitting there and not, no one doing anything. Yeah. It, it, that's gotta be frustrating. <laughs> that's, one of the, that's one of the benefits you have with kickstarting this. Like you said, it, it's sure. one of those things that you at least got it out there, whether or not anybody ever picked it up again and you yeah. just kickstarted it. At least your story got out there, people could read it. But luckily enough, this yeah. this comic book was picked by picked up by Scout. Like I said, it's great. It has that uh, you know, like I said that that alien aspect in it. I've said some like because right. the creatures kind of remind me a little bit of Storm Storm uh, mm-hmm. Stormtroopers. Super, I can't Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. We had this <laughs> right. exact same fumble the other day and something <laughs> else too. Um, in, in that aspect of it too, with the creatures and, and the hole in the earth and the unknowingness of it, uh, I think the artwork fits really well. Uh, artwork and color fits really well with your writing style and, and Christian's lettering. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so the book is a great book in general. And it's more hard to say that, you know, it's still not going to be your number one book, in my opinion, because you know that. <laughs> People know that listen to this podcast. They're probably like, shut up right, about right. the recount. Um, <laughs> which I was actually very happy about when you when you uh, came on and talked uh to our book club and talked about it and we had grumblings yeah. there was a grumblings around that someone was like ah we weren't really big fans of it like I, th- I thought i heard like multiple people say this i was wrong there was like <laughs> one person who didn't uh, like it out of the whole thing and again it was more of the uh, political landscape part of it that they didn't like and so course, it was like yeah. one of those things that i was like laughing i'm like why did i i felt like people were just gonna shit all over the book <laughs> and, <laughs> and i was gonna sit there and be like why uh, but no people liked it so there was the, we haven't talked about it actually much since then we talked a little bit afterwards but yeah people were very happy with with reading that oh, book. i'm glad so, to hear that quicksand comes out may 10th which 10th. is the same day as this episode and then i'm guessing basically monthly after that until it's well out, or is it scout has this um uh the term that they just use to describe it like a, a launch window initiative i think they call it uh, and they've been doing that for a while now with, where there's a gap between issues one and two, like um, a two or three month gap where they allow the LCS to, you know, analyze how well issue one did prior to ordering issue two. Um, so uh, issue two hasn't been um, uh, in, in, isn't previews, in yet, previews no. yet. I think it will be in the June previews uh, for issue two. Because I have on my dry erase, secret dry erase board um, <laughs> August, <laughs> um, August being the on sale date for Quicksand Two, and then they'll follow suit with three September, four uh, yeah, October, and so sense, forth. Yeah. 
So hopefully maybe a trade at the beginning of 2024. Not and that's a, that's a good thing. It's honestly, it's weird because obviously in the world of comic books that we live in anyway, that waiting month to month is, 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 you know, excruciating for some of us because yes. we want to read the next issue. Um, but in the same sense, I was thinking about the LCSs on that. My buddy, Paul, who, who owns the shop, um, very frustrated sometimes where like they have to FOC the second issue of a book before, yeah. before even the yeah. first issue sells. I so can't imagine. I saw it. Right. And, you know, that that's why someone, so many of them drop off. Uh, um, you know, that's why there's so many number ones. <laughs> you know, why Marvel has 27 volumes of Captain America yes. and Deadpool. Uh, I don't, I don't blame them for it. it, it um, just keep that legacy number right there in the, uh, the letterbox. But, uh, you know, I think they um, should start making the legacy number the bigger number and the other. It, that would be great. But, <laughs> you know, but they want to see that one really big. <laughs> um, well, we count that. They did it with a Marvel, one of the Nova comic books that I have. It's like Marvel Now, number one, even though yes. it was issue 13. I was like, right. what are you the, doing? <laughs> yeah, we'll slide that one in there. But yeah, Recount was one of those, one of the first books that Scout did the whole um, uh, launch window initiative. I think that's what they called it. And um, it worked out. Uh, it was kind of bittersweet that, uh, how it worked out because because of how well Recount did issue one we were able to put out issue uh a second print of issue one before um issue two dropped so that that served a good purpose you know um people weren't able to get issue one all right we'll uh do a, a new cover second print and it dropped like a couple weeks before issue two mm -hmm. the bitter part of it was january 6th happened in between the, yes. uh, that time and that did that do we know if that affected sales at all or whatever i don't know but just because of the yeah atmosphere what's happen? like yeah. between now and august is a hole gonna open up in the middle middle uh, of the desert and creatures yeah. start coming out is that gonna ruin uh, sales in number two <laughs> yeah they're probably gonna uh put me in, in a uh a room if that happens and i'm not start... allowed to do anything yeah, I'm not allowed to do anything anymore. Stop writing my, stories. But my, my no pre-god books. <laughs> you know Sardamas over here. Right. Um, so yeah, so May May 10th is that uh, uh, scout. Uh, so talk to your LCS even now because you, they still can get it. I guess that today's the day that technically it comes out. We're recording this a little bit in advance, so it sounds weird to say that. But today, when you hear this, it will yeah. be the day that it comes out. This is it's Quicksand Day, which is actually kind of funny because I think our review of Quicksand comes out the day before this comes out, we're going to drop it on that day, which is kind of funny because I thought we're just finishing up Star Wars week. It'll be Jonathan Hedrick week. So I feel like I need to do something yes. that week about the recount <laughs> and Dream Master and, and, and Space Cadet and everything. We'll just make it Jonathan oh, Hedrick week. That would be great. And, you know, it, May 10th is, uh, yeah, May 10th is also the day before the last day people can submit their Ringo Award nominations. So if anyone's listening to this and you haven't done it yet, and if you are so inclined, you know, uh, my 2022 books, Recount Preamble, Space Cadet, Caffeinated Hearts, and Hyperware. His last chance to give those your nomination for Best Single Issue and Space Cadet for Best Kids Comic would be, mm -hmm. uh, I would be uh, uh, so happy just to get a nomination. That's, <laughs> That's all exactly right. that I don't have to win. I just want the nomination. Mm -hmm. Just, just that, please. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> finger, fingers crossed. Um, yes. I know it's a lot of pie in the sky, and there's a lot of great comic book creators out there. A lot of great comics. Yeah, it's hard to single out just five for each of those categories, you know. Exactly, but yeah, it's worth putting a name in there. And if anybody has that opportunity, uh, it's it's just RingoAwards.com. Yeah, RingoAwards.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and then I'm sure if you just go to your social media, <laughs> yeah, there's a, probably I, a link on there. Weird. <laughs> yep, I I really plugged it hard this year. You know, I've and I've done so just because the diversity of those four comics mm-hmm. that came out in 2022, and then being one shots. To you know, I think this wasn't just me like saying, "Hey, the recount was great, nominated." Yep. I was, you know, these are four different comics, uh, different genres, different stories uh, for different ar- audiences. So um, I think someone could find something that they like between them. Mm-hmm. And this is, so you have, so this is Quicksand, the last book you had out on on Scout was the recount, right? Recount preamble. Uh, oh, preamble, this, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. So like, so I'm saying this, like you have a book, so you, you have a spread out a little bit there too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, having that idea that you can have books of different publishers, so your, your catalog is not at one pot, spot as well right. as the different different people will promote it in that sense too uh, exactly cool too so yeah it's able nice. to stay in, in diamond you know um you know more often be have something you know to, yeah. to promote and then also like i said you're working on recount uh, you know second term which this help yeah. might help promote and, and springboard into that too which is kind of cool um yeah. is there any other updates on that at all or are you still plugging uh, away or i am still plugging away I, i'm i'm seeing i'm getting pages back um okay i'm hope i'm hoping soon that, um to have uh, uh between the pages i have i'm just not sure if any of those are the ones that i want to be be the first like news from recount second term so mm-hmm. i'm waiting to get a few more back um i and right now it'll just be pencils and inks to show the new artists and everything like that but um there hopefully is something later on this month in may that is recount late related that is going to crowdfunding so something people will see soon um for recount uh, hopefully by uh, my, my target date is may 16th um that this thing will happen on crowdfunding that's very recount related. So, yeah. Um, yeah. my birthday is May 15th. So, you missed it by a day. <laughs> oh, thank man. You for the birth- <laughs> thank you for the birthday present, though. <laughs> a, a belated birthday present, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's one of those things I was so excited to read it again for the, for the, um, uh, book club, book which club. is funny because yeah. I, I have so much to read. And I even thought about it to myself the other day. I there's bet. things that publishers are sending me, like, okay, mm-hmm. here's this graphic novel to read or whatever. And I start picking and choosing what I'm going to read and whatnot. And it's one of those things where like, I wanted to read that. And then I wanted to read uh, Nailbiter by Joshua Williamson. Right. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that book. And mm-hmm. the so we did Recount. We did House of M, which is last this past month. And now we're doing Nailbiter. And I was just laughing to myself. I'm like, see, I have to read it for book club. So yeah, forcing it's... myself to read a book that I really want to read, but I just don't have time to read again. Right. Now I have to read it because, <laughs> because of this. So that's a good way to keep you accountable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the other ones we wanted, there's a couple of books. I don't remember what they were, but my buddy Paul and I were like, we're going to put that in there because we want to read it so bad. We just haven't been able to get the hook to read yeah. it. And if you force ourselves to read it for book club, not that they're bad or good books. It's just trying right. to get grasped onto it. We force ourselves to read it. Then we have to read it for book club. Then, then yeah. we get to, the, get to the whole volume or the whole, excuse me, trade. On That's that. a good plan. So, Yes. So yeah, it was pretty fun to read that for you. Maybe we'll end up doing a quick stand in the future or something. There's just so many books. That'd be great. Yeah, I know. There's so many books. I, I was super flattered that the book club chose um mm-hmm. to do recount. That was super cool. I loved doing doing that Zoom beforehand. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun, you know. So yeah, we'll have to, uh, be we'll, on, we'll honored to, do, to do it again. Yeah, yeah. We'll, do some, we'll do something in the future. Um, cool. But yeah, so there's that. And then you have, um, like I said, you mentioned, we mentioned earlier, you're going to be at... Recall book day actually at, at Dark Side Comics in Sarasota, yep. right? 
I yep. read that on uh, your website. Yeah, with with my wife, um, Francesca Fantini, the artist at stake, and um, Andrea Moody. Uh, people know him very well from Bunny Mask and mm -hmm. um, uh, Maniac of New York. Yes, yes, <laughs> <Sorry>. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna be a great time. Uh, we've been to that shop before over in Sarasota. Um, had a blast. Um, it asked us to come back for free comic book day, and we jumped all over the opportunity. So. It was funny. I was talking to a, a person today uh, over the weekend about Free Comic Book Day, and Paul Eaton, the owner of the shop in my area, was trying mm -hmm. to get someone to come up to sign. Um, most of our artists, the big artists from our area, are from Portland, which is two hours away. So it's like one yeah. of those things. And I look in, in Double Midnight Comics, which is in Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, which is close to a couple hours from Portland, same distance, has like mm -hmm. every New England artist coming. They're doing like a mini one day convention on May 6th. Uh... And so I was like, that's the reason why we can't get anybody to come up here is because yeah. they're all there. Yeah, they, <laughs> but it's they, cool. I thought they made a whole thing. They they moved into a new spot that has like a like a function hall across the hall, and so they're hmm. just gonna put up basically tables like a convention and do signings and things like that. But it's, I think it's free. I think you can yeah. just go to it, which is kind of cool. Which is yeah, like a good. little mini mini con. Yeah. It's always good to have no entrance fee because that means they might spend more money with you. <laughs> yeah. <that's> <laughs> and sometimes it works in theory like that. Sometimes it doesn't. I've been to those, um, uh, let's pack 20 creators yeah. into one LCS before. I'm like, cool. I got one foot of space, <laughs> put one comic book in front of me and everyone's trying to take it because it's called a free comic book. <laughs> yes, they think it's free. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's that's also difficult. Um, but yeah, and the same thing with my Paul, my buddy of Paul's shop. It's it's an old apartment basically, so it's very tiny. So always only uh, one can creator can go in there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, and then you got Fan Expo, obviously mentioned Heroes Con, which is gonna be fun. And then you're also way ahead in the future. It looks like you're gonna be at Lake County uh convention, yep, november. convention in november uh, which is yeah cool. something might pop in between those dates you know there's a lot of bigger yes. shows we're we're waiting to hear back from uh you know of course award season could shake things up too fingers crossed that mm -hmm. that goes our way um but yeah hoping that the to fill up the gap between you know june and november a little bit more but not too much don't want to get too crazy with it and hopefully maybe make a, a trip to maine Yes, uh, that's that's, we have that on there. So if you don't end up going, it's the problem we're having right now with the one in the October is the uh, same exact weekend as New York. And right. so one of those was, things, yeah. it was always one of those things where I'm like, if if you if people get rejected from New York or don't want to go to New York, right. then I wish there was like a list, a pool of lists. Okay, these people are going, <laughs> these people are not going. These are the people we need to focus on, not these people because they're right. going. And uh, Shmalky was one of those. He's just waiting to hear back from his his thing that they won't hear back until June, So we know. Uh, which is fine. It's yeah. Enough time in, in advance for us to know for October, but um, yeah, it's kind of funny how that works in that sense. But uh, and then you're uh, quicksand coming out May 10th, and then yeah, um, it always sucks though this thing because quick, you're not gonna have are you gonna have quicksand? I mean, I guess you have your own versions of quicksand for me, uh, free book day. yeah, yeah, with for free comic book day, I probably won't bring quicksand with me, I'll probably bring some um, uh, Kickstarter, um, yeah. you know, left the overflow. Uh, but I don't want to compete with the the comic yeah. book shop and and have their clientele not purchase it the, the next week. But um yeah yeah I got the that zero issue I might bring a few yeah. of those. Um, Dream Master is also um, wrapping yep. up uh, this month, so might bring some um, some slabs, uh, some um, variant covers. Uh, still pushing caffeinated hearts on people and hyper aware, you know, because I love those books so much and Space Cadet. 
and uh, and going to be telling people about Capable, um, mm -hmm. uh, which comes out at the end of May from Advent Comics. Another was kickstarted, now picked up by a publisher, um, comic book. So that's awesome. So that's a ton of stuff up there. And it's uh, the slabs you have. You have a nine eight uh, caffeinated hearts that was on sale. I saw. Yeah, uh, out yep. there too. And then uh, yeah, so I was lucky enough to get mine back from from there. I nice. didn't get it in case that that recount nine eight there. Um, that's actually kind of funny. I didn't realize that the, the nine eight George Perez came back, and I didn't realize I put it right above it. That's beautiful, so you're right. You're right. You're a good. You're a good. Yeah, that's a good company. company there, right? Yeah, for sure. And actually, right here, it's hard to see the reflection on it right now. I didn't. I just put it up. That's mm. a, a label, beer label that myself and my buddy Jay Cochran okay. put together for the convention this past weekend. It's featuring Art the Clown from Terrifier because yeah. he was um, there. David Howard Thornton was there, so he signed it, and I put it up there. But I'm just realizing now that my lights in the studio. Blocking the, it's also well, it's still a work in progress. Sensor. You said you just moved everything around. Yeah, I moved so. everything around, so I gotta get it all there. Yeah. And it doesn't stay in that spot because my son, who's two, can reach ah. all the stuff and he likes to pull <laughs> things. He likes to move things around, so it ends up moving around anyway. Uh, luckily, That's the slabs it. are just enough far enough away for him not to get them. For now, until he starts growing, <laughs> and they'll be all just like you'll see in the show next, and everything's just way up here. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it's just JonathanHedrickComics.com. Uh, JonathanHedrickComics.com. Yep, you can find uh, my web store there. I try to keep my um, signings updated there. Mm -hmm. There's all. It's also a great hub for links to everything else. You can find, yes. you know, links to Scouts web store, um, Black Box web store, my all my social media stuff. So I'm not trying to, um, you know, take anything away from them. You can just like a a hub, as I like mm -hmm. to call it. And, and then there's our social media is all on there too, but it's basically Jonathan Hedrick without any vowels. Uh, exactly. The, 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 the yeah, so someone, media. someone already stole it with all the vowels, so they must have paid more for it. <laughs> and they're probably getting tagged in things. They're probably like, yeah. I probably should just, I should probably just give it to them by now. <laughs> sell, sell it to me, forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the deal: if you have something good to say, no vowels. If you're shitting on it, put the vowels in there. Right, send right, it to right, that right. guy. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah it's the same thing with us we have like there's a guy who owns Cape, at capes and tights on instagram with uh, a private account that has like 10 followers uh, and it's one of those things i wish you there was a way to submit and petition to be like yeah. is it possible instagram for you to to, to deactivate this account after this person hasn't been on it in four or five right. years right is it possible for you to me about it but there's no way they basically own the account until they i'm it. i'm sure a matter of time with the way social media is going yeah. and the nickel and diming everything that that's going to happen. You know, you, you want to keep your username, you have to pay us $5 a month, you know, yeah. or something like that. Until it's, if you're actively using it, it's free. But if you haven't yeah. used it in over three years or whatever, we're going to pull it back. And like right. what they do with numbers, like after a while, phone numbers are like yep. reused and recycled and all these things. So or like, your license plate. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, Surrender your yeah. license plate every 10 years and buy another one. Like what's up with that? <laughs> it was perfectly fine before. <laughs> Ah, I, I, I sound so crotchety. I'm I'm really aging myself. I'm really aging living myself. in. It's because you live in Florida. You get all the retirement yeah, people yeah. around you. <laughs> yep, yep. But they infect us all. <laughs> it's it's uh, always been great talking to you, uh, Jonathan, and, and and keep up the great work. So, guys, all of your stuff is basically available right now. Like, there's nothing that's not yeah. in print or anything like that. You can get a trade of the recount, yeah. uh, the preamble. You have preambles on your website. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, at least uh, some variant covers. I'm not sure. Okay. I, it's not the the main cover. I'm pretty sure I have the main cover and some variants available. Okay. 
I believe yeah. so. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Uh, and get that space because all those things are available, they're readily available, which is nice. Every once in a while, I talk to people like, well, that's not in print anymore. I'm like, well, that's not my problem. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk to someone about that, please. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, and, and, and yeah, so with recount second term coming, it's great opportunity now to buy the trade and, yes. and get up on it. So when that comes out, you have that that in your in your repertoire as well as the preamble. Uh, which is one of those ones, which actually would be a great, if they ever did a second thing, and we talked about it at the book club was adding the preamble into a trade in the future, because it's one of those things. It's like, they're going to stop printing the single issues at some point, And then well, you're on the nose with something that's happening yeah. later okay. on this month. So yeah, <laughs> you're just laughing. And then Paul was like, I should have contacted scout to see if there was any preambles. I could have sold those. He always uh, loves when there's something else to sell yeah. after the group. Like, like uh, for example, um, of course, we're reading we're reading Nailbiter right now for next mm-hmm. month. He's like, I could sell someone on Nailbiter volume two easily. Right. Someone will buy two and then they'll buy three and so on and so forth. And for so sure. if you had something to sell, then you could go preamble in there. But uh it was it's too late now. No, it's not too late now. <laughs> People can buy well, it. Uh, and there's something happening later this month, and it's gonna have an awesome cover for it. Um that I'm really really thrilled that uh I, I got that cover artist uh, on one of the probably biggest like comic books that are out there right now in, in the indie world did a, a cover for this project and yes that's it's awesome. gonna be awesome yeah that's awesome yeah um but yeah uh i really appreciate it again jonathan oh you know we'll be Thanks, back Justin. we know that yeah. we know you'll be back at some point we won't wait for 40 sure. episodes this time we'll, we'll do it <laughs> cool we'll and i can't wait to see how you have things arranged <laughs> exactly right see what's behind me hopefully there's more other stuff maybe there's like a you know i don't know more more uh dream master mm-hmm. stuff yeah, like, maybe. I also have that recount Ashcans up there too. The recount Ashcan. There's two oh, wow. recount over there. There's the number two foil variant over there signed by you. It's oh, it's too much. Yeah. There's too much, Jonathan. No, there's not enough. Too much fan. <laughs> well, what's funny is that before we leave very quickly, I was Scotty Young was on for episode 101, and I'm oh, a wow. humongous Scotty Young fan. Yeah, and so yeah. it was like curbing my fandom slash also being a professional, but also sure. like was starting to put things behind me that were like. I was like, okay, but put this here, put this here. I'm like, oh my god, the whole wall is just gonna look like it's freaking Scotty Young for this one. Yeah. I gotta stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's bins of Scotty Young comic books down there. I'm like, I can't put them all up. This is gonna look weird. He's gonna be like, yeah. Oh, you're one of those creepy people. <laughs> He's probably, he probably would have been like dialing 911 off camera or something. Like that. Yeah, it's a stalker. I have a stalker here. Um, right. But yeah, but um, JonathanHedrick.comics.com and follow him on Facebook, Instagram, all those things, and get all the stuff and uh, buy Quicksand number one today at your yes. local comic book shop. Don't miss out, people. It's really good. And Please check out do. our review on capesandpaces.com as well. So thanks a lot, Jonathan. Thank you, Justin. Thank you.